Hello, football fans. Welcome back to another edition of Inside the Thunderdome. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the playoffs and the last regular season home game of the 2022 season, as well as catch up on what happened between the Hilltops game and the Rifles game a few weeks ago, as I have missed a few podcasts. I apologize for that. But we're going to have a jam-packed episode today. So as you know, Going into the 2022 CGFL playoffs, the Regina Thunder have secured home field advantage once again and currently sit at a record of 7-0 as they face the Edmonton Huskies today in the what is the last regular season home game of the 2022 season. So let's get everything you need to know before today's game and into playoffs. Let's go inside the Thunderdome. Today's game, obviously, is an important game as it could keep the Thunder undefeated as they head into playoffs for the second straight year. It also is Orange Shirt Day at the game today, so be sure to wear your orange in the attendance today. We're going to rewind and go back just a little bit to after the second Hilltops game, which was another fantastic game by the Thunder. Heading into Winnipeg was a very challenging game as they have been a difficult foe this season taking the Thunder to their limit offensively and defensively. So heading into Winnipeg was a very important game for the Regina Thunder. And I talked to a few people who had massive games during that Saskatoon Hilltops game. The first is Matthew Schill. The man had a monster game, and you could see it, all the emotion in his body language. After every single tackle, he would have a celebration and get the crowd going. I talked to Matt just about what it was like to feed off that crowd, especially playing the Hilltops at Mosaic Stadium. So here it is, Matthew Schell. All right, joined by Matthew Schell. Matt, you had a big game last uh, last week, making a difference in that backfield, having a few sacks, few tackles for loss. How much did having a crowd like that and, you know, against the Hilltops, how much did that fuel your game last week? Um, I think if we had lots of fuel coming in, just it being the Hilltops and being our rival, and we were really close last the week before and didn't, you know, want to repeat that performance and just assert our dominance. And you combine that with having, you know, a couple thousand people in the stands who are all electric and Hilltops fans, and you really can't ask for a better atmosphere to try and play football in. And I know I was absolutely feeling it. I was hyped up and playing out of my mind and just really really fed off the energy and it was awesome it was a great experience and everyone knows everyone around the team knows you're a passionate guy especially when it comes to football have the, the sellies that you break out after certain plays do those just come to you or is it just kind of a, a spur of the moment uh usually usually it's spur of the moment um jared allen I, I like to use his celebration i was a big fan of him uh it's pretty awesome i think especially being a farm kid you know the old hog tie it's a classic you can't can't uh, beat that one too much and then uh, half the time, it's just my brain kind of shutting off and my body just doing stuff. It's just, uh, I'm just feeling excited. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing something. And I'm like, wow, I hope that doesn't look too too bad on film the next day and uh, get get roasted by the boys. But no, I'm just, I just enjoy myself and whatever comes to mind. I just, uh, whatever I'm feeling comes out. And you've had a string of good, you know, monster kind of games lately, especially against uh, Saskatoon back to back. How do you build off that momentum uh, going into Winnipeg? Just uh, say same same thing that got me here, you know, just hard work and uh, really focusing on ourselves and our systems and our products and just doing what we do and doing it well. That's uh, that's what's gotten me here so far, you know, being around for four years. Like, it's just been hard hard work. That's the name of the game. And I think our team really 
exemplifies that and we we put that to the test you know week in week out we come we work harder we get better and we win football games and have you guys had a little bit of a struggle with winnipeg earlier on the season obviously it was a tight game that wasn't really supposed to be a tight game how do you kind of shake off the the cobwebs from last one i think it's just uh you know we made some mental mistakes you know um i think i think we underplayed them coming in you know they're a legitimate football team they, they got some good players but uh, I, th- I think we, you know, we know we're the better football team. We just have to prove it, right? It's, um, it's uh, we said that we say it all the, um, all the time. No one takes care of the Thunder, but the Thunder. And uh, if we take care of ourselves and take care of our business, it'll be it'll be an open and closed case. And getting to this point in the season, three games left, and you know the Winnipeg Rifles beat the Saskatoon Hilltops, who are a good football team themselves. How do you keep the momentum going for the last three games and into the playoffs? Just. Go out there and play hard, play physical. We know um, they're a gritty team. You know, obviously coming out of Winnipeg, it's not you know the most beautiful city in the world. They've got a little bit of grit to them too, but uh, just show that we've got more. Just out, out hustle them, out play them, out work them, out hit them. Like just, just be a dominant team like we are. I, you know, I think defensively we're the best defense in the country, and we've shown it. You know, the last two weeks, um, you know, playing against a good, a good rushing offense and holding them under a hundred yards and. Uh, now we move to a passing offense and our DBs are going to get some opportunity to show what they have. I know those guys are pretty excited about it. And I am too, honestly. It's, um, it's a, it'll be a change of pace. It'll be different. You know, they got a good quarterback and uh, some decent receivers. So we just got to go out there. If we go out there and play, it'll be, it'll be what it always is for us. We'll have a good game. All right, so that was number 96, Matthew Shell. Again, that was a few weeks ago before the Winnipeg game. Expect him to have another massive game today as it is against another challenging opponent in Edmonton. The next guy I talked to a few weeks ago had probably the biggest game of his career and one of the best games you know, in CJFL defensive history. He had three interceptions, including one for a touchdown. Justin McCarricker, we call him the silent assassin for a reason. He doesn't say a whole lot off the field, doesn't say a whole lot on, but all of his talk is through his actions and his play. The man is an absolute beast, and I caught up with him after that Hilltops game and just what it was like to have such a dominating performance, especially against the provincial rivals. So here is Justin McCarricker. All right, joined by Justin McCarricker. Obviously, Justin, you had a massive game last week with three picks, one being a pick six. How good did it feel after the game knowing that you had such a big uh, difference on the game, like a tight game like that. It felt pretty good, but uh, I don't know. I was more happy that we won the game instead. And being with the boys was good. And having three picks is not something that happens very often, especially in the CGFL. So, like, did that kind of uh, that milestone hit you in the game at all? Uh, yeah, sorta. I don't know. I guess so. And that pick six was obviously the first points of the game. Uh, the first touchdown of the game uh, to have that momentum shift in your favor after that big play. Uh, what was that like? Oh, that was that was awesome. Like when we were up twelve nothing there, that was we were set. And when we went back on defense, we had so much confidence. And then you, and then later in the game, not only did you have another one, but you also sealed the game very late with another pick to seal that. Had to have both the get like the game winning score and the game winning interception. How did that feel? It felt pretty good. I felt like I contributed to the team, to the defense. And how do you build off a week like last week coming into a game against uh, the Rifles this week? Well, I think we're going to think about it just the same as we did with the Hilltops. And we're going to practice really hard this week and we're going to go up there and we really have to 
like we really have to beat these guys really bad to bring their confidence down because it's up right now and to be fair they're they're not a good team and you you guys struggled with them earlier in the season they were you know they had a little bit of a lead on you for most of the game how how do you shake off those blunders from the last time you played them i mean we had four or three or four red zone turnovers so we just offense has to punch it in defense just has to stay sound all right, thanks, Justin. I appreciate that interview. What a game from Justin against the Hilltops. Again, three picks, one of them for a touchdown. Definitely do not see that every single day in the CGFL. It is a very challenging league, so to have that dominating of a game is a very rare feat. The next guy I talked to was Zach Wadula. Obviously, we know the receiver core that has been dominating for years in Ryland Sokol and Isaac Ford, but... Zach Wadjula has been a very important asset to the Thunder offense this season, kind of making a name for himself as that fourth option behind Sokol, Ford, and Woodley. But he's made a name for himself rather quickly, and I talked to him just about how important it was to get his name out there and be an important part of this offense. So without further ado, here's Zach Wadjula. All right, joined by Zach Wadjula. You have come kind of made a name for yourself in this receiving core, obviously, you know, led by Ryland Sokol, Isaac Ford, guys who are perennial all-stars. How do you learn from them, and how has that helped your game? Uh, you know, Isaac Ford and Sokol, they're both big, big mentors to me. Uh, they, they've taught me, like, everything. They, it's, they, make, they make route running so much easier, and yeah, it's awesome. It helps a young guy like myself out, and it's, it's made me a better receiver. I don't know. They're they're both great dudes and awesome to play with, and I'm glad to have them as teammates. And you've strung together a few good games in a row here. You know, against Saskatoon, you you know you got on the stat sheet and provided a good change of pace for that receiving core. How do you carry on that momentum into Winnipeg? Keep the same mentality, honestly. Uh, catch every ball that comes my way. You know, if if they come my way, I'm going to catch them. If they don't, then that's that's just how it'll go. And uh, it's just the way the game goes, I guess. See, yeah. And having, uh, you know, you guys, the offense kind of struggled last game in that first half. What what was the uh, the message at the halftime, and how did you guys bounce back and eventually put one in offensively? Uh, I think we were just we were just missing guys, honestly. Like we had we had lots of guys open in the first half. Like we could have scored quite a few times, and uh, you know, balls just just off, just tiny little bits, just inches. And I, I think we. We got it figured out, and we started hitting some of those balls. And you saw, you know, Isaiah had a had a big catch. Uh, Sokol had some big catches in the second half. We started hitting those, and uh, it just kind of all came together. And we're going to do that again this week. And what what has been the biggest difference for you from the start of the season to now? Obviously, you made progressions in your ga- on field game, but as what else has been the difference for you? I don't know. I just just kept working, and I never gave up, and just kept working my way up through the through the depth charts and sooner or later I got the chance to go out on the field and I just caught caught the balls that came my way and the coaches liked it so and how do you keep ever uh you know the momentum riding through the next last three games of the season and into playoffs uh we just we just got to keep keep the pedal to the metal don't slow down at all uh we got a home game two away games and if we uh we win one more game uh we secure first place, and that uh, that allows for home games throughout the playoffs. So that would, uh, that's a big goal of ours. That would be awesome. 
All right, that was Zach Wajula. Can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Yeah, number 19 has been flying around the field this season. Again, he's been a very important part of this Regina Thunder offense. So let's fast forward to this week. Caught up with another, a few other players about what this week means as it is the last regular season home game and heading into playoffs, hoping to maintain the undefeated record that they have going into it. First is Carter Shuchuk. This is his last regular season game as a member of the Regina Thunder. And I talked to him just about the emotions going in. Obviously knowing it's not his last football game, but knowing that there's no more regular season games left in his Thunder career. So here's Thunder quarterback number seven, Carter Shuchuk. All right, joined by Thunder quarterback Carter Shuchuk. Obviously, Carter, it's been another dominating year from the offense this year. How how do you think the offense has been clicking this year, even versus last year? Uh, honestly, I think we have a lot left in the tank, to be fair. Uh, you know, like, we've always said we we're, like, one inch away, like, one football length away, one hand away, like, and and that's about putting up points, like, every everywhere across the board. Like, we've been putting up decent points, but... We could probably have double, triple the amount that we do put up. And, like, we've had a couple slow starts this year, which is, you know, not usually a thing for us either. So I think we got a lot left to show the league, and they're going to be pretty surprised when we come out flying next uh, the next couple weeks here. And obviously, you know, this is the last regular season game. It's your last regular season game as a member of the Thunder. How are you feeling going on? Uh, you know, it's bittersweet, right? Like, obviously, I put so much time and effort to get where I am. And, you know, these are, like, my best friends, right? So... It's gonna be pretty tough not being not like really uh, to not see him again after this year, but you know I don't I try not to think about that. It's just another game, and you know when it's over, then I can reminisce on it. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get out there and and go undefeated. So and to have you know the the group that you've had for your entire career with Isaac Ford, Ryland Sokol, you guys kind of all going out together. What's that been like to play the past five years together? Well, like those are my best friends, right? So. Uh, you know sometimes they get a little annoying and sometimes they rub you the wrong way but it's great to play with those guys and they're great players like you know Sokol's gonna make it to the CFL and and Isaac's come down as the you know whatever second all-time Thunder receiver in yards I think think he's like leading in receptions or touchdowns or something like he's pretty he's high up on all the all the receiving stats so I mean both those guys are great players Isaiah Woodley's a great player uh Wadzilla stepped in when we needed him you know guys like Money too who's graduating who you know, has been here for five years, and when we needed him, he got in there and did his job, and, you know, now his job's something else, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough, tough uh, not playing with those guys anymore, but I'm glad that I did get to play with them, because they're even better dudes off the field than they are on the field, so. And obviously, it's not over. We're just talking about the last regular season game. You still have playoffs to look forward to. Winnipeg, you draw first round. You've had, you know, some tough times against Winnipeg this season. How do you bounce back in playoffs? <laughs> Well, like I said before, like I think we're just one one hand away, one one block away, one broken tackle away from blowing them out of the water, right? And uh, you know, I think uh, I think we know that, and I think they know that too. That's why their coach likes to talk a lot about us. So uh, I think you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really fun game, and it's gonna be uh, pretty electric being here and you know having home field advantage. And we don't like them, and they don't like us, so it should be fun. 
and about the coach always talking about you he mentioned you specifically uh jordy wilson in his one of his interviews does that add extra fuel to the fire going you know against them in the playoffs kind of knowing the coach is pissed off at you well it's funny because i didn't even say a word uh i kept my mouth shut i just smiled at them and he liked to talk so i'm just gonna let my play do the talking and you know if he wants to come see me after the game he can come say thank you and stuff and i'll shake his hand but you know when you when you start talking talking a lot of bad words on my teammates to their face when they're defenseless on their sideline you know that's just not something that i stand for and you know i think it's kind of kind of gutless especially because he's a player and he's you know 50 years younger than the guy so i don't know uh he's a great coach and they've been really good this year and you know good for him but that's just not something that i think a coach should be so and one final question what's the one thing holding this offense back from you know being that one inch closer heading into the playoffs what do you guys need to do we just need that swag back you know uh i think isaiah woodley's our fuel to the fire and uh he's been a little sick uh these past couple weeks just you know not feeling himself and i think that we've kind of been down with him just because he usually brings that energy uh every single day to practice with the music with the the laughs the the talk and smack and all that um so i think uh I think we're just going to have to pick him up when he needs us, and he's going to pick us up when we need him. So I think it's going to be one of those things. We just need our swagger back, and that's what's going to push us through. Thanks, Carter. Appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. Like I said, there's 11 graduating players on this team this year. Carter is one of them. He's been a very dominant presence in his time as a Regina Thunder quarterback. And so you could kind of sense the emotion in his voice there, just talking about what it's been like to play with you know high school teammate uh, Isaac Ford, as well as guys like Ryland Sokol. Another graduating player who hasn't been around the team as long, but has still made a massive difference on that offensive line is AP Tuiloma. He switched from the U of R and came to the Regina Thunder. And I talked to him just about what that process was like and how it, he's been adjusting with the Thunder and why anyone else should, that's playing in the collegiate route might want to think about coming to junior instead. So he, without further ado, Here's AP. All right, joined by Thunder offensive lineman AP Tuiloma. You have kind of an interesting story this season. You play, you started the season with the Rams, but decided to come to the Thunder. What made you want to make that decision, and what's that process been like for you? Um, well, it was just like a lot of like off the field stuff. I just wanted to take a break from like the school life and just uh, enjoy life a little bit, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, I just like the the culture that's a part of this program. I like, like the greediness. You know, it's part of the slogan. It, it would have to be just like the culture that this team brings, and just like the integrity behind like all of the, like, uh, the slogans. And, stuff. and you've worked your, uh, yourself up to being a starter for this offensive line, uh, coming into a kind of a pre-established group as strong as it has been. What's the the learning curve been like for you? Um, it's like a. Uh, the learning curve was like it was pretty it wasn't like too bad like it was pretty similar to what the rams had going on except for like a uh, like a couple of different schemes of course but uh, i don't think it was too bad uh, like uh it was a room full of great guys so it definitely helped me along the way and obviously you know a dominant o-line heading throughout the season heading into playoffs what do you guys need to work on and what are some of the you know the things that you need to keep building on heading into playoffs I think uh, one main thing we need to work on is, just, of course, like communication all across the line. I think we just have to 
uh, see everything through one set of eyes. But uh, other than that, I think uh, we should be okay. And um, for players who, you know, went the collegiate route, who maybe want a different chance, why is coming to junior uh, a worthy option for them? It just brings back, like, the love of the sport, you know? Like, I don't know, because you're just here to, like, to play football, you know? You don't have to worry about any of the academics, like, anything else. You're just, you're just focused on football and everything football. So, it's a good opportunity to fine-tune the skills. And, uh, yeah. and is there anything you learned about junior football that you might not have known before playing the collegiate ranks? Uh, I want to say, like, one thing I, like, I definitely, like, caught on to was uh, just the aggressiveness like, in this league. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a gritty league, you know. So been, you come out every game feeling like you just got hit by a bus. Sure. It's definitely a physical league. All right, thanks, AP. I appreciate the time. And now switching to the defensive side of the ball, we're going to talk to Mitchell Tanchak, who's had a monster year in terms of his defensive play. But not only that, his special teams play has been especially important this season and made a name for himself that way. Number 43, Mitchell Tanchak, has been all over the field. So let's see what he has to say about just what this season's meant to him and how important his special teams game is. All right, joined by Thunder linebacker Mitchell Tanchak. You've had a kind of a breakout year this year in terms of, you know, your defensive play as well as your special teams play. What's been fueling that fire for you this season? Uh, just doing as, as much as I can to help out the boys. And honestly, every time I'm on the field, I just think of it as another opportunity. And you've been named like special teams player of the week for the team several times this season. Those, receiving those accolades, how does that feel to, to get some recognition from your teammates? Oh, it feels awesome. Like the uh, special teams demon uh, award that we brought in this year, it's just like a competition within the team and it just helps everybody work towards something in the game. And how important is it for like players coming up into the, you know, into the junior college ranks to specialize their special teams game? Obviously you're dominating in your linebacker job, but as well on special teams. How, why is that such an important area of your game? Well, it's just, it's a important area because like it'll help show the guys coming up that like you got to work your way through the ranks right like first it's scout team and then special teams and that's where you like show the coaches where you like that you can ball and then eventually uh defense or offense and how do you improve on the season you've had so far heading into the playoffs uh just work harder more aggressive and yeah just do my job all right, that was Mitchell Tanchak. Cannot thank you enough again for coming on the show. It's a jam-packed episode today, but it's also a jam-packed schedule going forward. It's the last regular season home game today against the Huskies. Next week is the first week of the playoffs against the Winnipeg Rifles. going to be another fantastic game. And then the weekend after that is the CGFL final. The Thunder hoping to make it there for the second straight year hoping for a better result, but we, I know that this team is poised for s- some big things, and I cannot be more excited. The NFL lottery this year sold out for the second straight year, so thank you to everyone who bought a ticket. It definitely helps a lot for the team going forward. It's a very important fundraiser for the team, so to have that sell out was a very fantastic thing and thank everyone for buying a ticket the dinner of champions from all accounts was a success so thank you to everyone who attended that as well 
and be sure to keep supporting the team. You know, as we head into playoffs, we're going to need it more than ever. Get your merch. Be sure to be repping your Thunder merch. Come out and support the boys as they try to secure a Canadian Bowl championship. I'll see you at the field today. It's going to be a good game, and let's go Thunder. Thunder.